0: The underground networks of pipes beneath our feet act as the roots of our communities, supplying our homes and facilities with water, fuel, and energy. Just as a plant relies on its roots to live, society relies on its pipes to operate, but this crucial infrastructure is deteriorating and fast. Each year, corrosion degrades the equivalent of 20% of the world's steel. And as the system as a whole ages, the corrosion phenomenon is gaining momentum, the cost of which is now six times higher than in 2003. To give you an idea of just how expensive this issue is, corrosion costs the world $2.5 trillion annually. That's 3.5% of the world's GDP. Hello, I am your host, Mike Lake. And in today's preview, I will be speaking with Solveig Parent and Tristan De Serva about this issue and how they are tackling it with their company, Purist Tech.
1: Innovation. Resiliency. Discovery. Join Mike Lake, President and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow.
0: Hello and welcome, Tristan and Solveig. Uh, thank you both so much for joining us today on Preview of Tomorrow. I do want to, of course, thank our listeners and viewers as well and let you all know that I'm just thrilled to introduce you to both Solveig Barent and Tristan de Server, who are the co founders of Huristech, a company that uses differential reflectometry mapping, I have to say that one slow, uh, to ask, uh, to assess coding conditions on buried pipeline networks. Now, look, let's be honest, uh, buried pipes is something I think we all think very little about. Um, so tell me, how did both of you end up focusing on this? How did, how did you come to, to be co-founders of Huristec? Thank you very much, uh,
1: Mike. And uh, let me tell you, we are very happy uh, to be uh, to be with you today. So yeah, because it's buried, of course we think very little of buried pipes. You know, it's not something you you see. So well, like many good stories, it all started in Texas. So basically, I was there for my you know for my research. I was a graduate researcher at the corrosion lab at Texas A and M, and. Well, this problem was brought to us by a company. Maybe we'll talk about that later. And that project grew and grew. It was met with a lot of success in the field, led to a patent and a company. And so I, I thought about Solveig back in France. And I thought, oh, this is something I want her on board with me to go for the next stage. And that is the startup stage.
2: Yeah, I fantastic. <laughs> In a, my name well, is Sophie Parent, I, I graduated from a top-tier French business school, um, after which I started working in sales and marketing in a big corporation. Uh, I then seized uh, the opportunity to join the adventure with Twisten and co-found Euristech. Uh, I bring complementary insight in the managing team where I am in charge of uh, business development.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Diving a little bit into this challenge and, and you know, just to reiterate the point, this is, you know, out of sight, out of mind for most of us until it becomes a real problem. Um, I can tell you, you know, just in my own neighborhood, uh, uh, not that long ago, we had a water main break, um, which, you know, floods the street, shuts down the street, impacts the homes that are directly in fa- affected. Um, I mean, these are, can be real disruptive experiences. Um, I think we've seen a a tremendous increase in the number of these types of incidents, um, a sign that our infrastructure is aging. Um, so it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Um, so with all that in mind, tell me a little bit more about, you know, how do you see this, this solution? First, the problem, how do you see this problem evolving on a global scale?
1: Well, <laughs> what is there left to say? You basically <laughs> had a very nice approach to the whole problem. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like infrastructure is a very, is a pretty big deal and, um, and the critical component to our everyday life in, in cities and, and elsewhere. And most of it is invisible because it's buried I mean, cities, is behind, beneath the streets. So most important among uh, you know uh, this infrastructure are like pipelines and especially pressurized steel pipelines. So we're talking water, gas, oil, but even electricity because high voltage electric feeders uh, those are encased in the pressurized pipelines too. We're talking thousands of miles of those pipes you know beneath uh, big cities. And so all of this has been built. In an, like in, in most of the world it has been built in different stages of course but like in for example uh, the, the developed uh, the de- developed countries it was built like decades ago during very rapid economic growth uh, period and so we don't realize how many how much money and effort has been invested in building all this infrastructure and now that it is reaching very critical age we we, we can't we can't rebuild it all in one go, like we need to face very, very challenging uh, environments and very challenging decisions to best manage uh, those assets, so so that they last for uh, as long as possible and with the best service for for everyone living in city.
0: Well, and we're not just talking about. Um, uh, although you make a great point, you cannot rebuild the world's infrastructure overnight, um, but. This is also a very costly issue. Um, can you give us a sense of, of what that price tag looks like or, or how it can be reduced?
2: Yes, in, indeed. In cities, between permits, excavation, repairs, and cleanup, uh, the minimum cost of a leak, however small, is $300,000. A large leak will impact distribution, and in that case, the, Scott, the cost skyrockets to several million dollars. Um, it also causes pollution and makes the congestion even worse than it is already. Um, basically, uh, detection methods to assess buried pipeline are strongly limited in cities. Uh, right now, when it comes to co- corrosion, utilities need to take a guess at where problems are and dig up the entire streets to find one bad spot. Um so I would say that it is really a safety concern, as well as an ecological and economic emergency to tackle uh, corrosion management challenges.
0: So I, I just want to point out that for any of our listeners who might now be thinking to themselves, well, this is a... This is a government problem this doesn't affect me um that is true if you don't use water if you don't use electricity if you don't use natural gas et cetera et cetera um so this is actually a problem for all of us um which is why the work you are doing at heroes tech is is really so valuable and and impactful so first of all uh, i i understand you fairly recently won the uh, the corrosion innovation award um Tell us a little bit about that. Such exciting news. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you
1: very much.
2: <laughs> yes, we are honored to have been appointed as Corrosion Innovation of the Year 2021. Uh, it is a prize awarded by the NACE, uh, National Association of Corrosion Engineers. Um, by the way, it just has been renamed AMPP. Uh, this prize is about rewarding uh, technical innovations uh, that solves big challenges for the industry and that were met with a great success on the field. So let me tell you that we were very proud to see a Heuristech name alongside giants of the energy and corrosion industry for this occasion.
0: Well, it's it's certainly a complim- an accomplishment to be proud of. Now, tell us more about Heuristech and what it is that you've built that that earned this award.
2: Um. Euristech is born after three years of research dedicated to solving the corrosion issue we just talked about. Uh, Our service is based on a breakthrough technology called DRM, differential Reflectometry mapping. Um, At Euristech, we believe that uh, preventive and predictive maintenance is the smart way to tackle corrosion management. And our technology is the key to enable this. And I will maybe uh, let Tristan uh, talk us about how it works exactly, DRM, uh, because yes, he's the best <laughs> to talk about it.
1: Perfect. So, well, from a scientific point of view, pipelines, so what, what struggles is that they're remarkably good waveguides for electromagnetic waves. So, we, we were thinking, I mean, wouldn't it be amazing to use this feature to harness this feature? To 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 solve the the, the very problem of uh, of corrosion and to detect the the places where this corrosion threat can can occur, and so yes, we, we harnessed on one side this feature and on the other hand the the power of reflectometry and so I mean this gives us a DRM, which is basically a radar for pipelines, and so. Um, in the field, we're, what we're going to do is like we, we there, there are connection points, whatever systems we are talking about, you know, whether it is uh, gas pipelines or, or electrical uh, networks, of uh, electrical feeder networks, there are connection points distributed the, throughout the system, you know, for co- corrosion monitoring purposes, for just for the potential. And we're going to connect to those access points and use them to inject a pulse. This pulse is going to get reflected back to us when it hits a coating defect, where you have a corrosion threats, and so this gives us. So we have a detection. We have ranging with the time delay it takes to get back to us, and so you know this gives us an assessment of the of the network, and we go from connection point to the connection point, and we have the entire network mapped out. It's
0: basically, really I hope uh, I wasn't uh, clear enough. No, no, it's it's very clear. Um, well, at least for my simple mind, it basically, it, it, I'm thinking of it more like a, a sonar, so to speak, uh, equivalent for pipes. <laughs>
1: yes. I mean, yes, the, the yeah the, the radar, ray is for like radio, sonar is for, you know, sonic. So it depends. And so our it's like uh, electromagnetic waves. So, you know, it just depends what kind of wave you're sending. But then it's all
0: the same detection and ranging. Exactly. Which is a huge value. I mean, not just to detect the problem, but um, I mean, as you kind of already alluded to, no city or community wants to be tearing up all of its streets, checking to see if the pipes are corroded, you know. Um, and so, by narrowly targeting specific locations, it's not only more cost-effective, but it's far less disruptive. Which brings it right back to us, uh, the average person, uh, because we all know what it means to see those, uh, you know, orange flags and and uh, you know, utility vehicles blocking a road. What it means for traffic and not getting home in time and not getting to work in time and so on and so forth. Um, but again, coming back to the cost, I mean, it's such a cost savings when we have so much that we have to be investing in, especially in infrastructure. Uh, every every penny, or in this case, billions, if not trillions, of dollars um, that we need to be spending um, is is so valuable. So. I want to be mindful of uh, you know our audience and and thinking a little bit more about the impact that this really has. I mean I've hit it from a very high level but from your point of view what how would you describe the impact Huristech has on a community?
1: So yes from the community the community is not going to see all the the technique only the the cost savings from the utility company perspective and the savings in in terms of you know if we're talking about carbon footprint steel steel is very you know is expensive and very energy consuming to make so when you think that 20% of uh, the steel production in the world is dedicated to to replacement and uh, and solutions uh, because of corrosion you know th- that we're talking of we're talking, you know, a very large footprint. So, from the pure community perspective, yes, I think you <laughs> you described it very well. Um, yes. Like uh, having having those orange cones blocking the streets both sides because you know manholes have manholes have uh, two two entries that need both to be open and are accessible for repairs. When you're talking digging entire streets, I mean that's crazy. Okay, we we know for the few cities like uh, we we worked in, we're not gonna give examples, but yes, uh, that can cause long-lasting and annoying uh, disruption for traffic and for service. Yes, I mean electricity, like in high-rise cities, you know, it's so. uh, Who uh, anybody who got trapped in an elevator for hours because electricity was cut off. Had a very bad experience, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's also part of for the community. This is how change is going to be felt.
0: So, as you look at deployment uh, around the world, uh, describe to us a little bit, and and then I'm gonna have to cut us off. I think shortly after that because our time is is wrapping up quickly. But who who are the customers for you, and and when and where does that happen? That deployment uh, look like? How does it happen?
1: So, um, the, well, the, if the, this uh, also leads back to us about, like, when it was created. The, the, the first, like, the people who started the, who brought the project to the lab, you know, what it was really at the design stage and when we had to climb the technology readiness ladder all the way up, it was a Consolidated Edison company. So it's, uh, for the, those of you who may know, it's the electricity company of New York, And so this is a very important need for them because they were in dire need for a tool to assess their buried pipelines remotely in a non-invasive way. And so deployment, I mean, this is an example, and now we're working with more utilities, more sectors. Deployment is working with those companies to train their technicians how to perform measurements, and then working closely with us how to analyze and interpret the data. So in deployment, you know, we, we work in close relationship with, uh, with utilities, and this is how we think the, the best way to get this value out there and to, to, to really enable uh, predictive and preventive maintenance, which is, you know, the holy grail of many industries. Sure. And for that industry, we believe that the key is DRM.
0: Which makes it very scalable, um, which is such an important thing, yeah, okay. Well, I'm so sorry that our time has has run short here. Um, I, I, there's so many more questions i'm I'm sure we can ask and and more information for you to share. But for anybody who wants to learn more, what's the best way for them to do so?
2: Yes, if you have any interest for a company or if you want to learn more about uh, drM for buried pipeline assessments, please do not hesitate to check our website at uh, ustech.us or uh, contact us at the mailing address contact at uh, Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Michael. It was very nice uh, having this conversation with you.
0: Well, thank you both for joining me today, and, and thank you for the work you're doing. As I said, it's, you're the unhung, unsung heroes of uh, infrastructure, um, so we're very grateful to, to the dedication you have to this such an important topic. Thank you very much. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all i ask that you give us a rating on apple podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be in addition to thanking our guest today i want to thank peter roy and demetria bridges for making this podcast possible if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow.
2: Preview
1: of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.